And we are on the air. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning from wherever you are. Midlife guy, TJ Hollingsworth here with you. It is a beautiful yet chilly, what is today? Tuesday, the 26th of April here in central Indiana. It's about 11.45 a.m. where I'm at. And Lord only knows when you're hearing this, so, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, just, hey, I wanted to say hello to everybody. Welcome back uh, to Midlife Guy podcast here, Midlife Sporting Crisis. Uh, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff today. And if you read in the description, we're going to talk about trying new things later in life. We're going to call it midlife. And what the benefits are to your mind, your body, your soul, and all the important stuff. Why it's important and uh, why you should do it. Maybe even throw out a few ideas. Uh, also going to talk a little bit about the YouTube channel that my uh, beautiful wife, Judy, and I have started. Talked about it a little bit last time. If you are a first time here, uh, my wife, Judy, and I have a little YouTube channel. It's about, oh gosh, what is it? Five months old, four months old now. Uh, had it up a little longer than that, but we didn't really get serious about it until after the first of the year. It's called Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures. And uh, essentially what we are doing is our, our, you know, we're just kind of uh, uh, documenting the stuff we do, the fun things we do, the not so fun things we do, and, and uh, you know, trying to hopefully inspire some folks to, you know, kind of maybe get active and uh, try some new stuff out uh, as they get a little later in life. Hope that didn't make too much noise. I just had to move the uh, the microphone a little bit. But anyway, a uh, little bit about the website, or I'm sorry, our YouTube channel, which is on youtube.com forward slash Judy and TJ's apostrophe with an apostrophe S midlife adventure. Uh, man, there's some really crazy stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to be 55 years old here in August. I'm 54 at the time of this recording. And uh, trying to figure out this whole YouTube thing and the algorithm and everything that goes with it is a challenge like you wouldn't believe. And I got to be quite truthful when we start talking about algorithms. Uh, most of that goes in one ear and right out the other because I really don't understand. I mean, I, I got the general concept. It's a, it's a way for a computer to think and distribute information. I get that part of it. Uh, but how it works, how you write one, no idea. How you figure them out, no idea. Uh, if you are... Uh, experienced with YouTube channel building, uh, you know for a fact that there are no shortage of people that are already posting content on YouTube that'll tell you they know all about figuring out the algorithm and all this, that, and the other, and I'm not sure I buy it. Um, it's kind of odd when the most successful YouTube channels are those teaching you how to make a YouTube channel. So um, hmm, I guess that'd be, I don't know, I just find that kind of weird. Um, but, you know, we uh, we talked about being brave enough to suck at something brand new. Well, this is my major suck for uh, for 54 to 55 years old, trying to figure out uh, YouTube. Um, there's a couple of different ways you can approach, you know, YouTube if you want to be a content creator. Uh, just to give you a little background, I have been an entertainer since I was a kid. Uh, I grew up in a family full of entertainers. It's kind of in my in my background, my blood. One side, my family entertainment. The other side, my family motorsports. And uh, if you know anything about motorsports, well, it is a form of entertainment. So it's kind of a nice marriage of the two. But um, having said that, uh, I enjoy the process of, of coming up with ideas for videos, uh, the actual shooting them and then editing them and, uh, and then posting them. Uh, back in the mid-19, I guess it was early 1990s, uh, some of you may remember when cable TV first showed up in your neck of the woods, uh, if you're from the United States anyway. I Truthfully, I have no idea how uh, cable uh, works or came about in, in Europe and in Asia and the rest of the world. No idea. So uh, maybe you could enlighten me uh, with your uh, with a message or something like that. But uh, the way they did it here in uh, in central Indiana is uh, 
franchises were awarded to different cable companies. And almost uh, written in every single one of those uh, franchising agreements was a public access channel, which meant they had to give the, the residents of that particular community uh, you know, free and open access to create television shows. And you saw a lot of stuff that was community driven or faith driven or, or topic driven. And I ended up getting hooked up uh, with a very, very creative individual. One of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, a gentleman by the name of Bart Broadhead here in Indianapolis. And he and a couple other folks had created a show called Ham and Cheese. If you kind of think of Wayne's World mixed with Saturday Night Live with no budget, well, you would have Ham and Cheese. And uh, was part of that show for two or three years, I think, um, until it finally uh, just kind of went by the wayside as public access kind of faded away. Um, having said that, I, I kind of got hooked on the whole process. Uh, it was substantially more difficult then because we were dealing with videotape and then editing videotape, which today is pretty simple. In fact, I don't know anybody actually still uses tape. Everybody does digital, which is what, what we do, and we can edit on a laptop. I can even I even have a lot of videos posted right now that were edited on my iPhone, shot and edited and published with an iPhone, but kind of getting off track here. Uh, we, you, would, you would shoot this on, on videotape. You'd have to go to the studio down there and book studio time or a, an editing suite and do all this. But it, it, it was just a really fascinating process, and I really enjoyed it. So when YouTube came along and uh, – Wish I'd have jumped on this six, seven years ago, uh, said everybody. Uh, but uh, it was just like, this is fun. And as smartphones got better, as editing software became easier and easier to get a hold of, you didn't need, uh, you know, tons of computing power to do it. it. You know, it just became where anybody could publish videos on YouTube, uh, myself included. But it wasn't really until a couple of years ago that I got real serious about it. Um, I had started... Uh, uh, I got back into motorsports in 2015 and I thought rather than clog up all of my, uh, my Facebook feed, which was huge. All your friends were on Facebook. Then it's kind of more spread out now, but I thought rather than put all this uh, cart racing, I was racing go-karts at the time. I'm not going to fill up everybody's feed with my go-kart activity. So I'm going to start posting this on YouTube. And if anybody asks about it, I'll, you know, I'll start a page on Facebook and then I'll put the links over there to it, but they really weren't edited. They were just kind of shot. And here's what it is. I post it. I uh, started doing a little bit of editing on that, kind of got back into that. And uh, karting is such a niche. I mean, there's just so few people when you look at the, at the overall population. So very few people do it. Attracting a big audience to that can be a challenge. And I didn't put any time and energy into researching, you know, how you build a YouTube channel, uh, you know, how you market your YouTube channel, et cetera. Hold on, I need to take a pause for a quick sip here. Uh, got some nice allergy action going here in central Indiana right now. So uh, allergy beds are drying me out like crazy, but back to YouTube. Uh, anyway, just didn't, didn't put a lot of energy into learning how to do it. Well, uh, fast forward about a year and a half ago, as we uh, finally cut the cord at our house, we got rid of our satellite TV. We live out in the country. So uh, uh, cable TV wasn't an option. Uh, when we moved here seven years ago, getting quality internet was even harder to do, but we managed to get uh, uh a decent DSL signal, but really not enough to stream TV. So we ended up doing dish uh, TV. Uh, when we finally got a uh, decent internet out here, we finally cut the cord and we find ourselves gravitating more and more to YouTube uh, for entertainment. And we ended up finding some, uh, uh, all kinds of great stuff on there. And we really kind of fell, I don't want to say in love, but we really found ourselves attracted to people that were traveling and uh, in, in RVs, recreational vehicles. Uh, RV is something I'd wanted to have. I've always wanted one my entire life. Uh, we'd finally got one to go racing with. Uh, we were going to be traveling for that. And we just decided that rather than spend, uh, 
money on a hotel room every time we go to the racetrack uh, for a two or three day event. We just get an RV that we could uh, we could tow the race car with or the go kart in this case and have a place stay right in there and not only get more sleep because you don't have to travel back and forth to the hotel, but we could use it for recreational trips. And uh, it was through that that we came across guys like uh, Traveling Robert on YouTube was a big one that we uh, we really got hooked on, enjoyed uh, Nomadic Fanatic. Great YouTube channel. Uh, we still watch both those religiously. Uh, Gone with the Winds, W-Y-N-N-S. Uh, they were a couple that started out in RV and eventually moved on to a sailboat. And just to name a few of them, these are people we started watching, and uh, I'm, we're really enjoying the content. Of course, the creative side of me goes, wow, this looks like something. I, I think I could do this. So uh, we started just you know, playing around, and, and eventually, uh, after about a year of trying to figure out you know, what the best way to approach this was, we created Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures. Um, which is where we're at now. And I've got the page open right now, and I believe we are up to 46 videos uploaded. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a learning experience. It's been a humbling learning experience for sure. Uh, I'll give you an example. We put a tremendous amount of time and energy into uh, documenting our trip down to uh, Key West, Florida in January, as far as documenting on video. And uh, we'd post one video, and I'd get 73 views on it. Uh, of an entire day, all the cool stuff around Key West, Florida. Uh, a week later, I'd post another one, which was essentially just like the one before, just different stuff, and it would get 4,000 views. So uh, it was just really mind-boggling. Why did people watch one but not the other? No idea, still trying to figure it out. Uh, give you another example. And this is the one, this is very fresh because this just happened over the weekend. Um, if you are familiar with YouTube, YouTube has kind of been growing with the, uh, uh, you know, with, with the social media trends, uh, with TikTok, uh, you know, you can only post a 60 second video on TikTok. That's all you got, uh, on Instagram. Uh, when Instagram went to stories, then, then Facebook went to stories where you just post up that's up for a short period of time and it goes away and it's not long form. So, uh, YouTube came up with YouTube shorts. They're either 15 seconds or they're 60 seconds. And it's just a short little blib. It'll show up in your feed, but when you open a, a YouTube up on your app, uh, the, the banner across top will give you all these shorts and trying to follow some of the gurus, the people that are on YouTube and, uh, and, and podcast world that teach you how to build a, uh, a, a YouTube channel there, there was, Hey, you need to do this. This is very important. Uh, do shorts. Shorts will help you grow your channel. Just put anything up there, whatever it is. Uh, just, just, you can't post enough. So I thought, all right, that sounds easy enough. So we, uh, we put some shorts up, just nothing particular. I mean, let's face it, in 15 seconds, there's not a lot you can say. You can't really tell a story. One of them was there's a bright purple house in the town of Zionsville, which is right around the corner from where we live. So I made a little 16-second video where it was just a still picture of the house. Actually, it's video, but I wasn't moving. I just stood there, actually sitting in my truck, shot 16 seconds of the video, and uh, put a sticker of Prince, which is a little Prince. I go, it's Prince's Forgotten Home in Zionsville, Indiana. thought it was cute, funny. 16 views. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Well, let's fast forward to this past Saturday. Uh, we had one of the first really legitimate spring days in central Indiana we've had all year. It was 80 degrees. Uh, we worked on our yard and on our RV all day, and I thought, we're going to go out to dinner. Uh, we're going to go someplace where we can sit outside, do some people watching, and enjoy a meal. So we ended up at a little Mexican restaurant in uh, Carmel, Indiana, uh, right down the, near the, uh, the arts district. So we're sitting outside, and I go, oh, hey, this would be a great time to do a short. So we both had margaritas, so I shot an eight-second video of nothing more than Judy and I toasting. We clinked our glasses, took a sip of our margarita, and that was it. Eight seconds long. And uh, I think the title of it 
is I'm looking at right now. Cheer every cheers. And I even misspelled it. I should say cheers, not cheer. Cheers, everyone. Here's to a well-deserved weekend off. That was it. Uh, it's got 3,521 views uh, since the 23rd. So three days, 3,500, over 1,000 views a day. This thing was blowing up literally while we were eating dinner, and I have absolutely no idea why. If I could capture that lightning in a bottle in all of our videos, uh, we'd have this huge channel, and uh, we'd have companies tripping over themselves to sponsor us. But, again, absolutely no idea. Uh, posted a video from that evening. Later that uh, Sunday evening, I uh, scored a goal in our hockey game that we played. I played beer league hockey. That uh, was actually the origins of this podcast was a beer league hockey podcast. Scored a goal. Pretty pretty cool. Uh, the rink we play at has a great big uh, wide-angle camera. Place. It's a neat little service called Ice Barn for uh, those of you that have uh, might have kids or grandkids that play hockey. A lot of the rinks will have this so you can – watch from out of town, or if you're a player, you can go back and kind of watch game film, I guess, for lack of a better term. So I downloaded a little clip for there, 15 seconds. Nobody's watched it. It's published on the 24th. It has, oh, I'm sorry, five views. My bad. It has five views. Now, the one pu published one day before, 3,500 views. This one, five, no idea. So that's what I'm trying to learn today. And uh, it, it's been a fun experience. Like I said, it's been very humbling. Uh, when you watch some of these people, I, I mentioned Nomadic Fanatic, Traveling Robert, Gone with the winds. Those people, they post these videos. You go, man, that looks pretty easy. Anybody can do that. Well, yeah, anybody can post a video on YouTube. I tell you right now, making one that people want to watch, that's a whole different story. Uh, not to mention, you get no feedback. I don't know what's going on there. So anyway, just to give you a little update on the YouTube channel. Uh, I did post one uh, that I shot yesterday. It's a little bit of an update on our race car programs uh, that are part of our uh, Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures. Uh, the the, and I'll, I'll tell you what's in it, and you can go back and watch it if you want. It starts with a pretty spectacular crash uh, from a good friend of mine, Logan Miller, who's kind of been the one that's kind of been holding my hand as I get into the, uh, the world of car racing again. I haven't done that in a long time. He's very active in it, so he's been kind of helping me out. But he took a wicked, wicked, wicked crash at uh, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Complex last July, June or uh, July. Anyway, uh, ended up uh, with compression fractures in both his back and his neck. And uh, there was a GoPro camera on the car that was right in front of him when he crashed. And uh, we ended up scavenging some of the parts off of his car because it was absolutely destroyed after the crash. Uh, but we ended up uh, scavenging a few of those parts to put on mine, some things that need to be replaced. So I show you that, show you the body work that my uh, grandson painted as part of, uh, he goes to a vocational high school uh, for part of the day. So uh, that was one of the projects that class worked on. Actually, he worked on it himself. My uh, grandson, Jackson, uh, did a real nice job painting that. And we talk a little bit about the go-kart that I still have in racing. Um, but that's available. If you'd like to take a look at it, feel free. Just jump over to YouTube and uh, just type in Judy and TJ. That's usually enough. It'll come up. A uh, race car crash. Pretty cool thumbtail. I've got a, a stop action of Logan's car getting ready to go end over end. And actually, I opened the video with uh, with the uh, that part of the crash. If you'd like to check that out. So we'll see what happens. It's got eight views. Will it take off? Beats the hell out of me. But the reason I bring all this up, tying this back into the uh, to the title of this particular live stream, which is "Be Brave Enough to Suck at Something New This Spring," uh, you know, we talk about it. I say we. I've talked about you know trying to inspire people to try new things or maybe rekindle some old passions from uh, from earlier in their life. Uh, as I said, we all know what happens. Uh, we all have goals and dreams and things we want to do with our life, and then uh, you know, school, careers, marriage, family. Uh, get in the way of those things sometimes or other things really, but I guess a better way to say it would be other things become more of a priority in our lives. 
And uh, there becomes a point where kids are, are grown up and they're, they're certainly not nearly as dependent on mom and dad as they used to be. Or maybe they're, you know, they're, they've left the nest. They're empty nesters. You guys are like that. Uh, Judy and I have been empty nesters for quite some time. And suddenly you find yourself with a tremendous amount of free time compared to the way it's been for the last 20 years. And um, most folks, you, you get later in life, your, your finances are in a little better shape than they are when you're in your 20s. And you have some disposable income that you didn't have, but you really don't know what to do with yourself. So uh, I want to talk about today the benefits. Why not only is it a good idea just, you know, for something to do, but you know, what are the health benefits uh, to, to trying to re, maybe relearn or learn some new skills? And uh, I'm going to reference a, uh, an article that I picked up on upskill.edu.au, which I believe means it's Australian. Uh, there is a link in the description of the, uh, of the podcast here. You can go check it out. Uh, and it's titled, What are the Mental Health Benefits of Learning a New Skill? Let me take a sip of water here. And really what they point out is four different things. And I think there's a lot more, but I think these are the four key things uh, of, of why this is just not only a good idea for the just in common sense, but why it's a good for your, your brain and your body. Uh, number one, it improves your brain health and memory. Uh, if we've all heard the adage, use it or you'll lose it. And I can tell you, I've witnessed this firsthand uh, with members of my family as they aged, uh, your, 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 your brain health, your memory, your, your cognitive ability to, to, you know, to think and to rationalize and remember goes quick when you're not using it. Um, my father later in life, um, he was not one that ever liked to learn anything new. Even when I was younger, uh, if there was something that needed to be done, he'd send me to go learn how to do it and come back and tell him, uh, rather than learning it for himself. And, and I think that, uh, he, he suffered from dementia and uh, some other uh, some lifestyle-induced illnesses and things of that nature that I think uh, a big chunk of that was because he just he did not have uh, probably the last five or six years of his life uh, constant or any type of new uh, stimulation, you know, sensory brain learning. You know, he just kind of sat and watched TV all day. And I've never seen anywhere published where that's a good idea. So, you know, it improves your brain health and memory. Uh, the second thing here, and this is huge too, increase your mental well-being and happiness. Goes without saying. We're going to break these down a little bit more. Uh, number three, fosters connections with others. You know, one of the things I've noticed as, as Judy and I have gotten older, and we've been together uh, over 30 years now, is it seems the older you get, the smaller your circle of close friends and associates become. Uh, I think a lot of that is because of some of these things we talk about where we quit doing new things. We quit putting ourselves in positions to meet new people. And suddenly we start losing those connections with others to where I, I'm, I'm sure we all know those people that we, we grew up with, or maybe there's some people in your neighborhood or in your social circles now that just don't get out much and don't have a tremendous number of friends. And I, I just don't think that's healthy. I think that kind of goes back to, uh, you know, number one and number two, um, getting out and meeting new people, experiencing new things. And this is probably uh, one that I think it's overlooked. And, and their fourth point is it keeps you relevant. Uh, man, you talk about hitting a, a home run point, keeps you relevant. Think about this for a minute. Let's look at technology right now. Literally technology from 12 to 18 months ago in many things is obsolete already. Um, as we become more dependent on technology with smartphones, uh, virtual assistants, uh, you know, virtual doorbells, things of this nature, all things that none of us grew up knowing how to operate like our children do or our grandchildren do. Uh, 
we now are put in a position to where there are more and more of these things becoming parts of everyday life. And I, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times, older people, their 60s and 70s, I don't use a computer and I have no intention on learning how. That's not good. That is, to me, that is the sound of fear, uh, the fear of the unknown. Uh, if you do not keep up to date on things that are going on in the world, things that are changing, whether it be technology, whether it be, you know, just uh, new roads, new businesses in your area, it does, it does, you, you, let me try that again. You're going to devolve into being irrelevant because you're not going to be engaged. You're not going to know anything that's going on. You're not going to be able to communicate or take part in anything. So let's break these down. Let's look at improving brain health and memory. Um, I'm going to read from the article here just a little bit. Neurologists tell us that learning a new skill changes the physical structure of the brain. By stimulating neurons in the brain, more neural pathways are formed, and more pathways are formed, the faster impulses can travel. Uh, great example of this. How many of you out there can't remember the name of the person you met yesterday uh, at lunch, but you can recite song lyrics from your childhood? 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Well, that is because uh, as a child, you would hear that song, you would sing that song, you would think of that song, you'd hum that song. And every time you did that, you just were continually stimulating the neurons in your brain that were responsible for tapping into that part of your brain that memorized that song. Well, and again, I've had witnesses firsthand, when you stop stimulating those neurons, they quit working, which is why we forget things that we aren't thinking of on a regular basis. So the mere fact that you're able to keep the brain churning and, and you're able to recall this information is going to not only help you with new stuff, it's also going to help you hang on uh, to those memories, passwords, things that you forgot, addresses, phone numbers, things that you forgot to write down that you need to know. That's going to go a long way in helping that out. Uh, let's look at number two here. The other thing they bring up, increasing your mental well-being and happiness. Uh, again, reading from the article, knowledge fuels self-confidence. Boy, ain't that the truth. Research has proven that Lifelong learning, whether acquired a skill like bookkeeping or taking up activity like bird watching or pastime like pottery, can greatly improve your mental well being as it adds meaning to life. I think that is something that certainly applies more to folks that are retired and maybe aren't uh, on the, you know, in the workspace uh, day in and day out. Um, for sure, I, I cannot think of an instance where, you know, mastering or, or, or learning a new school hasn't been a very rewarding and, uh, uh, self-confidence building thing. You see it in children for sure. Uh, when they learn to do something new, whether it be a video game that they, they learn how to play or they learn how to beat or uh, a musical instrument. Of course, not as much of that now as there used to be, but you get my point. That never stops. And by continuing to challenge yourself, you know, not only are we going to get the benefits we mentioned earlier from improving your brain health, but you're just going to feel better. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to feel better about life. Not to mention, uh, you know, the benefits of, wow, if I did this, when you see that next challenge that comes up, well, you know, you're, you're not going to be quite as intimidated and you're actually, you know, a good chance you might be looking forward to taking on the new challenge. Uh, here's the one that I like a lot. And that's the third one we mentioned, which is fostering connections with other people. Uh, I'm going to read from the article again. Learning a new skill can keep your social skills sharp. Let's face it, as we grow older, it is easy to become more socially isolated. I think every one of us can probably see we've seen that witnessed it firsthand somewhere in our life. However, if you attend classes on social media marketing or do an online course on counseling, for example, you have to interact and communicate with other people on a regular basis through group participation, conversation, and discussion. I'll take that one step further. Uh, keeping your people skills sharp. 
one thing that I think is a huge detriment to our culture, our society, is how more and more people are communicating digitally rather than face-to-face or, or speaking, uh, text messages and emails. Uh, how many times have you seen uh, younger people? Uh, you know, you see it a lot uh, it, when you're doing business, you know, fat, you know, restaurants, retail places. Uh, young people cannot speak. They won't look at you when they talk. They can't communicate. Uh, this is because of a lack of people skills. Well, when you quit using those, again, use it or lose it, this is no different. I think you find this is exactly the same. Uh, not to mention it puts you out and gets you in touch with other people. Uh, you may have some other commonalities with new friends, new relationships, new opportunities to socialize. Uh, these are all things that are going to come along with learning that new skill set or at least making the attempt. Fly fishing, tennis, golf, uh, whatever. With me, it was, uh, you know, I, I picked up uh, beer league hockey. I know, I know I talk about that a lot, but I really enjoy it and I'm really passionate about it. Um, but I've, I've made all kinds of new friends, all kinds of uh, relationships I would never have had uh, without having decided that, you know, this is time to take a chance at what was I at the time? I guess I was 49 or 50 or whatever. Hey, let, let's do something I've never done before. Uh, the rewards have been um, just amazing. And here's the last one. I think one that would be very easy to be overlooked, and that is it keeps you relevant. Learning new skills keeps you relevant in today's world. Uh, again, reading from the article, the modern world is moving at a breakneck speed and you need to stay on top of that game or get left behind. And what we were talking about a little earlier, it makes you relevant even when younger or more qualified people join your profession. Of course, that statement, there a little more geared towards those people who are still in the workplace. However, again, uh, we've seen it before family get togethers, uh, you know, the, 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 the children or the grandchildren are having a conversation uh, about things that are current. And you see the older people in the room have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. They're not able to participate in the conversation. And uh, hey, guess what? You know, they do not, you know, they, they feel left out. And that leads to other issues, you know, depression, uh, you know, feelings of isolation, things of that nature. So there right there is just a couple of things, four things that you that, that make it a good idea to, as I said, be brave enough to suck at something brand new. Uh, trying new things does not mean you have to be successful at them. You pick up golf, that doesn't mean you have to become a scratch golfer. Uh, it means nothing like that. It means you have to be going out and making the attempt to be as good at it as you can, whatever that may be. It doesn't really matter. Um, one of the great things I've I've come to grips with, and, I, and I'm very happy about as I get older, is the less I care what other people think about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Uh, way I look at it, now this is just me personally, you may have a different take on that, and that's fine. You certainly can. You, you do whatever works for you. But uh, there's there's... Two individuals that I, I, I worry about what they think about me. Uh, number one is my wife, and after that is God. As long as they're happy with what I'm doing, I'm thrilled to death. Uh, I certainly will continue to challenge myself and what have you, but as long as they're happy with what I'm doing, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I, I'm believing for me. I'm doing what's right for me, what's best for my health, uh, what's best for my marriage, and I know if I'm if I'm physically fit, mentally fit, that's that's the best interest for my marriage for sure. So. It's going to wrap it up for this particular, I'm not going to say this week's episode because I'm not going to be doing this every week. Uh, I, I got a lot of irons in the fire. I enjoy doing this and I enjoy uh, doing this live. We had a few folks jump in the room. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I uh, can't really read your name because there's looks like some symbols in there that I don't understand, but uh, I think it's Eric maybe perhaps. I apologize if I didn't said your name wrong, but thank you very much. Appreciate you for listening. Uh, we're also going to post this so you can go back and listen to it again and be downloaded uh, again. Uh, Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Please, if you have the opportunity, 
uh, jump on YouTube. If you don't have a YouTube account, friends, they're absolutely free. You just need a Google email, which is free. Uh, once you sign up for that, uh, you can get onto YouTube. Anything you want to learn about is on YouTube. I'm not kidding. Anything from brain surgery to how to change a spark plug in your lawnmower and everything in between is found on YouTube. Uh, I am just such a huge, huge proponent of YouTube. I have been for a long time. Uh, I use it all the time to reference things. If I have uh, something on my car or my RV, I need to work on a repair that I'm not familiar with. I can find someone that's, that's put a tutorial up on YouTube. And as I mentioned earlier, it can go there and just be entertained. Uh, one of the ways that you can help, again, this is free. YouTube account is absolutely free. One of the ways you can help people that are creating uh, YouTube content that you enjoy is by subscribing to their channel. Again, it doesn't cost you a thing. All the subscription does is ensures that when that particular content provider posts any new uh, videos uh, that you'll get a notification on your YouTube account. When you open your YouTube account, you'll see a little bell with a number one, two, three, four, five. That just tells you how many notifications you've got. And it'll let you know that that person has put a, a new video up. Uh, that goes a long way in helping YouTube creators like, like Judy and I and everyone else uh, continue on creating content. And I will be upfront and transparent. Once you've reached a, uh, a threshold, of 1,000 followers or 1,000 subscribers and you've created 4,000 hours of content that people have watched, uh, YouTube will start paying you a little bit of money per view. Usually it's around a penny and a half, two pennies per video view. Uh, but every bit, every little bit of that helps the content creator offset some of the expenses uh, of creating content. You know, like when we, uh, we fill the motorhome up at, with $4 gasoline, it's expensive to go on a trip to wherever uh, and shoot video and, and post it. So every little bit helps. Uh, there are other opportunities. Different YouTube creators have things like Patreon where you can actually go and financially support them uh, for anywhere from a dollar to $1,500 a month. Uh, we aren't doing that yet. It's something we'll probably look into as our channel grows a little bit. Um, however, our, our main focus right now is just to provide entertaining content. You will see we are all over the place. Uh, we originally thought we were going to be more of a motorhome travel vlog but as we uh, we got going, we just figured out, especially with uh, with the economy, the way it's going right now with the gasoline prices, it just was not going to be uh, uh, feasible to be able to go out and take 15 or 20 motorhome trips this uh, this year. So we've kind of expanded a little bit to some of our uh, travel where we don't take the motorhome and just some other fun stuff we do. So you can kind of see the, the creation of a channel uh, and see how it evolves, because quite frankly, we don't know where it's going. Um, I have no clue. Uh, got ideas of what we'd like to do as far as videos are concerned, but uh, what's going to really guide things is, uh, is, is what people watch. If they watch something great. If they don't, eh, we'll try to do something different. Very good. All right. I'm kind of reading some of the comments in here and, and I, I'm sorry, again, I apologize if I pronounced your, your, your name wrong. Uh, you've got, it looks like a uh, John Gale. Okay. I'll check him out. The old man podcast. Okay. Dean and Joe and Eric, good morning podcast. We'll have to check that out as well. I appreciate the tips, man. Hey, if somebody doesn't tell you about it, what do you know? I appreciate that. So thank you very much uh, for, for listening. Thank you very much for stopping in. If you did that in the uh, uh, in our, uh, our little chat room here, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. TJ Hollingsworth, Midlife Guy on the Midlife Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care.